Welcome to The Grit. I'm Matt Monero, your host in my studios in Dallas, Texas. I have a special guest, a, a guy whose who's work ethic, whose who's business acumen I greatly respect and appreciate. Jamie Waite of AC Hero is in the studio. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm awesome, man. I appreciate this. Dude, it's my pleasure. I mean, Jamie and I just got done doing a deal. My company financed a, a, a second truck for Jamie. How many you got in the fleet now? Fifteen. Yeah, so as Jamie continues to grow, we, we, we play a part in that growth. I mean, that's what our company does for 22 years. We finance um, trucks and trailers and big rigs and bulldozers and tow trucks. So um, why not extend our time together? And we're talking about two things today on the show. We're talking about why are there so many freaking phonies on Facebook and social media? And then also we're going to get into the hustle. But let's get down to topic number one. So, Jamie, welcome to the show, man. I'm happy to have you. You are my first guest in the new studio. And this studio, I, I, I redesigned the studio for me to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because previously, like we were just talking about, when I did these videos and stuff, I felt like I had to just drive these points home and absolutely had to hit all my points. When we did the radio show, we had the timing of like nine minutes on and then a 30-second break. And I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I just want to sit in here. I want to be comfortable. I want to talk to hustlers and players. And then when it's all over, you're going to sign a booth. Perfect. And when you Perfect. sign the booth, it means something to me. I'm the first signer, right? You will be the first guy to sign Perfect. my booth. If you don't know what the booth is, just watch the video. You'll see it because uh, we'll, we'll get Jamie signing. But we have a big red London old school London phone booth in the in the in the room and and the reason I bought that was two twofold one um, I thought the color would look cool and then also it reminds me of a time gone I mean could you imagine like your whole you had to run your business off of that phone booth, oh yeah right you had to have a dime in your pocket and you had to go. You'd have a stack of them. You'd have a stack yeah. of dimes, or maybe nickels or quarters, whatever the time frame was. And you had to go. You would imagine how much you had to plan to be able to use that phone booth effectively. Whether it was setting appointments, or the appointment canceled and you had to set a new appointment, or there was an emergency at home. How did anybody even talk to you, right? Yeah, that's all about structure, right there. And it reminds me of a slower time. But then the other piece of why I got that was it reminds me of how freaking fast things are moving mm -hmm. and how totally obsolete that is now. Oh, yeah, yeah, which that's actually my entire business model is the opposite of that. You know, it's good for nostalgia, but none of us want to go back there. You know? Dude, you know what I love? I went to your website about a week or so ago, and one of the things I saw was you have the, it's, it's, it doesn't say this, but it's one step from saying pay me right on the homepage mobily. Your yeah. customers mm -hmm. can just hit and pay you. Yeah. That was totally by your design. Oh, yeah, me. I did that on purpose, and I did that on, on every page. Yeah. So no matter what page you go to, it's right there at the top. It's going to be quick and easy to yeah. get to, and it's, you know, it's a reminder, you know. So. so when you're on a job mm -hmm. and the customer's hemming and hawing, mm -hmm. you just simply say, well, we can take whatever payment you want. Oh, yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I'd say whatever's best for you. <laughs> if it works for you, it works for me. <laughs> I'll take you know? them all. Mm -hmm. I love that, man. So listen, let's get down to it about about something that you and I are both passionate about. Number one is personal branding, right? We oh, that's realize huge. That's, that's everything. That's, we want to separate mm -hmm. ourselves. We do not want to be looked at as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And we're both in this weird space of blue collar industries, and yet we're trying to build personal brands when nobody else does. And how did we get so lucky to, to have competitors like that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there, it's, there's, who else is there, you know? <laughs> yeah, so uh, who else has a strong, who, who else is putting anything into social media at all in either one of our industries, you know? They're, they're running ads, 
You know, there's companies out there pumping hundreds of thousands in ads, but who's building a brand yeah. using those media? But in your space, it could be Linux, it could be Train. I mean, those guys have marketing departments, they've got budgets that we can't even think about, and they don't do a damn oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, they're still stuck on newspapers, radio. I mean, like I said, they're, they're pumping ads on Facebook. There's a difference between advertising and branding. To me, branding is senior to everything else because that's what ties it all together. Like what Grant Cardone says, if they don't know you, yeah. they won't buy from you. Yeah. No and matter that's how your fault if they don't know it, you. Absolutely, 100%. Look, it's a tough space to move into, though, man. I mean, it takes guts. It takes a little bit of knowledge. It certainly takes money, time. There's a lot of things that you and I both do on social that we do not hit, have to hit record on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then conversely, which brings us to my primary topic, is there's so many guys that don't have real businesses. I mean... If I see another guy... So many or most. Yeah, yeah, no, most. Yeah. 98% plus. At least. At least. I, I could probably go the opposite direction. I can count a few on a hand. I can say, you got a real business. I got a real business. Cardone's got a real business. Vaynerchuk's got a real business. I'm not even sure Lewis Howes has a real business, right? Maybe he does, but I mean, different version of it. Mm-hmm. And then... Frizella for sure, oh, yeah. a freakazoid oh, yeah. with an amazing business. I'm a huge fan of Frizella, well, and I know you are daily. Too. Yeah, for sure, dude. That guy's the real deal. Mm-hmm. And then there's freaking so, and there's others, but not many. Oh yeah, yeah. And and quick side note, that's the quickest way to kill your credibility is quote people like it's your own material, because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they pop that up, they find out who the actual originator's from, instant. No, that's the last one they're ever going to listen to you. You're no longer a source for anything. But why does everybody think that their story needs to be told? Well, what they don't understand. See, both of our stories, it, I, it, it's crazy. I think that they need to be told. They need to be told legit and straightforward. You know, you and I, we don't cookie cutter our stuff, or we don't sugarcoat our stuff, and we definitely don't cookie cutter it. But we have stories that you would think are nothing anybody wants to hear. You know, you, you grew up with your, your father's situation and all that kind of stuff, but you were transparent about it, you owned it, and look what happens. That's actually a, an attraction to you, rather than a downfall, you know? And then I, I grew up, uh, no college, being- Hardcore made, dad. Oh yeah. Right, very disciplined. No, I, I end up getting fired from my company uh, after 15 years of building processes and all that kind of stuff, but I asked him to sign off on my hours so I can get my air conditioning license, and he fires me on the spot. You know, so that it's almost it's it's a similar thing. But what, it's, why I don't understand why would he do that? Uh, probably a pride thing, or I don't know. I don't know. Maybe what the thought process was was push him out there without having total belief in me that I would be able to make it, and then that way I'd hurry up and lose, and then come right back. Were there other things that happened in your upbringing in which your dad wanted you to lose? No, never, never. So maybe that's maybe that's just me. See, what I do is I take a lot of things and I twist them in, in a way that's going to motivate me. Don't so maybe it had nothing to do with that, but it worked for me by using that as drive. So, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, your dad did nothing like, wrong, but oh, in your yeah. mind he fired you. Yeah, yeah. So I, didn't I'll, want you to get oh, back. yeah, I'll twist things around. I'll, whatever. If there's anything out there, I'm going to use it for fuel, no matter what. I'm going to find a way to use good, bad, or neutral as fuel. Dude, I do that. You know who does that too? Uh, and I'm not putting myself in that category, but it's about David Goggins. You know the guy I'm talking about? He's the guy, they wrote the book Living with a Seal, and he's that Navy SEAL, and he had a terrible upbringing. He, he, oh, you reference him quite a bit, don't you? And he talks about how, you know, the only way he can do a 200 mile endurance race is to take himself back through hell. Mm-hmm. And even if it was good, he still has to remember it as bad. Right. And that's what right. fuels yeah, him. And to see, go a lot of people step. don't understand that. Um, they're, they're like, why are you focusing on all this negativity? Well, to me, <clears throat> there's no such thing as negativity if it's driving you forward. Yeah. You know, it's just another form of energy. And for me, the way my DNA works, 
you know, I, I'm able to use it. It may not work for some people. Some people, it, it bogs them down. You know, for me, it, it, it just it works for me. So what you're talking about, though, is is what you had the post yesterday. I've, I had the um, almost the exact same time, the LinkedIn post about learn from Shark Tank was my idea, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, um, I love it when somebody gets a deal. But what I love even more is when somebody who thinks it's the greatest business on the planet, they have a global following of raving fans, and the tank asks them, what's your revenue? And they say, you know, 60 grand, and the whole place bursts out in laughter. That's my favorite part, when the fraud is exposed, and you begin to see how clouded that entrepreneur's head really is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, see, uh, if, if whoever's not following us may not understand but the people who do uh, i'm pretty transparent i'll put it all out there you know from revenue to problems to good stuff to bad stuff to whatever luckily there's not as much bad stuff which is why we have so much growth but um yeah i I actually texted somebody my pnls yesterday just because i made a claim that i'd make 60 percent net profit (laughs) like no there's no way you can do that well in 2017 you can you couldn't 20 years ago Mm. but now there's so many processes in place well, first off, if you're not utilizing those, then that's your own fault. But they are in place. There's tools that you can use. And uh, so you can al- alleviate so much middle waste that you used to have. Mm. And uh, so a lot of the older school guys don't necessarily know that, which is a good thing, especially in both of our industries, that we're, they're, they're still stuck on that while we're moving forward. But like I said, I, I just shot P&Ls over. So that, that's one thing I'm big on is, is transparency. Mm. And if you're going to make claims, you know, make sure it's accurate. But that's what holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. So what, what you're saying, we're both on the same page, is listen, number one, if you got the real business, share it, man. Be an expert. Tell me how you did it. Don't mm-hmm. tell me, you know, how great it is. I want to know the process. Mm-hmm. But then the second part is if you don't, do me a favor, man. Show me the struggle. Oh, yeah. Tell me why you suck, why you're not going anywhere, where you're struggling, because people will come and help you. But boy, when you're standing in front of that least Lambo and, you know, you're showing me your Roly and all that sort of stuff, it just, it's to the point where I almost can't even use my feed on Facebook anymore. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that, that's where it gets out of hand for sure. But that, that's the, that's an excellent point that I never even thought of is if you are in a spot where you just, everything you're doing is not working that's even more reason to project your struggle because people want to help it's our human nature you put a an, uh, a post out there hey i'm looking for a lawn guy or something you're bombarded with 200 comments they may nobody has liked or commented your stuff for the last two years you put something like that for a referral everybody wants to be the person to solve someone else's problem yeah you know so that that is a uh, that's a that's a very smart strategy right there i haven't thought about that dude one. i did it for my book cover yeah. i mean i put it out there and the and the, the it was, why not beta test what but is it's the even being transparent about it it's not saying like hey uh option one two or three let's vote and you get a prize it's straight up hey i'm having an issue here yeah. help me out with this dude it's the only way to do it so the takeaway for anybody listening or watching whether it's on facebook live or on the podcast or on the video is listen please the 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 game the phoniness doesn't impress anybody and the only people it impresses are the people who are lower on the food chain than you if you really want to impress the players be real. And by the way, it took me a long time to figure that out, man. I mean, I I sheltered myself from leveraging up in relationships and network because I didn't feel worthy enough that my business was strong enough or that I was credible enough. And so I busted my ass for 20 years until even at that point, until this moment, I still feel like I'm not credible and worthy, that there's a lot more that we can do. But I missed it, dude. It wasn't about that at all. You know what? They wanted me to come in and say, here's my problem. Can you help me solve it? 
And that didn't have to be with multi-millions in sales. It could have been with a hundred grand in sales. Oh yeah, absolutely, all day. We miss that man, mm-hmm. the ability to move up the food chain like that. Oh no, we've we've got a buddy who reaches out to us all the time. I think he makes forty, fifty, something like that. You know, but he's putting as long as you can see that they're putting the steps in place to and actually take your words and take action on it then you'll help them all day long. But, dude, in two or three steps, you can take that guy from 40 to 80. All day long. Like that. All day long. It's think, Things are a lot simpler than people realize, and that's why they're not hitting it. It's because they're they're trying to go through all these different steps they think they have to do, yeah. when really it's just, dude, just do this. No, it can't be. And so they'll actually come back at you a little bit for a little while, thinking that there's no way that's that easy. Mm-hmm. But then once, you know, once they realize it. Because just like you, you go 20 years, grind, 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 which you're still grinding, obviously, but then you figure out that, that deal, and then now it's just an instant explosion. The first million is the hardest, is mm-hmm. true, right? Mm-hmm. The second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, well, it's yeah, a lot it, it took, easier. It took 15 years for the first one. <laughs> you know? So let's talk about it, though. Something crazy happens. You get lucky, and I know you're a competitive guy, mm-hmm. but you end up deciding to make moves, mm-hmm. and then you meet Dave. How do I say Dave's last name? Heil? Heil. I, and I'm assuming that. We, we're, we've got $27 million worth of real estate together, and I still don't know his last name, <laughs> which we actually met on Facebook, by the way. Right. Mm-hmm. But I know that that partnership has been instrumental in your individual oh, success, huge. too, yeah, right? That definitely. and Tiffany's mm-hmm. your partnership with Tiffany, too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, those two partners that you have were key to you being able to make these giant leaps. Is that fair to say? Oh, that's 100%. Yeah. No, no, nobody, nobody's going on alone. Mm. You know, and so the, if if there is a secret weapon or whatever, it, it's someone else. It's a partner, something along those lines, some mentor, or something who can give you a little bit of an edge. You know? Dude, I missed that. Mm-hmm. I missed that opportunity because I'm a ridiculously competitive person, mm-hmm. and I I love being in second place because I want to get first. Yeah, but I I in, in certain spots I got to first. And, and I got away from the fact of where's the partner. My wife is a good partner in that regard, mm-hmm. but not in business. Right, right. And, um, and then I said, you know, where's, who, who can I compete against, right? Where's that next step? And I stopped looking for a while. And I bet that probably cost me five or six or seven years of my success because when I made the choice to leverage up and find this next round of people, you know, then I got fired up again and crazy. How do I beat that guy? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you had that with Dave at, or have with Dave and Tiffany. Is that mm-hmm. fair to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an internal competition, but at the same time, everybody wins. Mm. So there's no, there's no jealousy or struggle or anything like that. If, when Dave does a deal, because um, well, basically what happens is I'm the passive uh, partner on the real estate side. He's the passive partner on the air conditioning side. So we're constantly trying to one-up yeah. one another as mm-hmm. far as that goes. And then the same thing with Tiffany. We're business partners as well. And at the house, you know, but um, so it's, but, they, but you can't bullshit either of them. I mean, they're both players in their own right. They're oh, yeah. very competitive people. They're both incredibly physically fit. They win. They achieve. So that keeps you on your game too. You got to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. You you're. Listen, I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth, but some days you are in front, and some days you're behind. Oh yeah, for with sure. With that group, right? For sure, for sure. That's the that, that's, that's just the, the nature of it. But that's if if it's always one way or the other, you're not you're not growing. It's just like walking. One foot's always got to go. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. those are your partners. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you met Dave on Facebook, mm-hmm. and how? Uh, Grant Cardone. It seems like all if you trace no, no, all no, this no, back, no, it, no, you, you, you can hate on him all day long, you know. But that it, everything almost stems back to, the, to that, you know. Well, it's a hundred well, degrees of Grand Cardone. Yeah, because totally. how hard is it 
to find hustlers out there. You very. Know? It's very hard. But so what you do, just like anything else, you go to the like a hub is what I call it, you know, and, and that's where all the hustlers were going in. And so I'm interacting with his post. Dave's interacting with mine as well as hundreds of others on the network that we've kind of built here. But uh, we started going back and forth. He randomly messages me April of last year. Say, hey, man, do you want to get into commercial real estate with me? I, I've noticed your hustle and it's top notch. You know, it's the first thing he ever said to me. So what tracked that in the first place was personal branding. Yeah, was the hustle and how, how hard we're going in. You know, it's, I'm not out there looking for anybody. Um, I'm out there being an AC guy just the best I can. And who knows? Now a freaking commercial real estate guy is coming after me, you know? And then um, so he sparks that idea in my head. Commercial real estate, I never even thought about that, you know, because I'm just an AC guy. That that was the instant where just yeah, yeah. I ripped that out of my vocabulary. So your idea was this, I want to just build the biggest AC company I can, right? At that time, I wanted to just do be better than you were. Exactly. I, and so and really who sparked me to build the biggest AC company I could was you that that lunch we had earlier this year. That was in January. It feels it? it feels like such long ago. But at that time I had two employees. Ever since that that meeting I, I left the meeting. I went back to my business broker, and I go, "I'm going to buy another company." And then, sure enough, I did within two months. So, two employees up to fifteen within uh, three months of, of of our meeting right there. Because that's that's where I was saying you take somebody's advice and then you put action into it. If you are willing to take the advice, so mm -hmm. many people hear it in one ear and it goes out the other, and they forget the middle part, which is the pull the trigger. It's execute. Oh, one hundred percent. Have to do it. So it is an amazing run that you've had, right? Not just getting away from your dad's business. And starting your own business, and now the morph into the into the storage business. When you say commercial real estate, it's primarily well, you own your building, but it's also it's storage facilities, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so, you who helped you identify that storage facilities is the spot that you that's the niche that you need to get into? That was Dave's trial trial and error. See, that that's the beauty of partnerships is you get to leverage their past experiences. Yeah. So you don't have to start from scratch; you start from where they're at. Yeah. You know, and so I get to just jump right in with that. So he spent the prior two years figuring it out that you don't want to go single family, that you don't want a triplex, that, that you're spinning your tires because you've you're got the same amount of headache. We have the same amount of headache with a 500-tenant self-storage facility that you do with a triplex yeah. or even a single. I actually had more headache with a single family tenant. I, I had two rent houses, met Dave, Drop them off, you know, and so now we're up to uh, 2,500 tenants, and that's yeah. that's 12 months. That's so that's 12 awesome. months, you know. So there's no way we don't hit 100 million worth of commercial real estate holdings by the end of next year. But the question becomes, how do you find the deals, right? Because everybody refuses to execute because they think it's saturated, or the big boys are in it, or somebody else has it figured out and they can't figure it out. So how did you find the deals? That's how I found the deals. How? what you just said see everybody says it's saturated everybody says it's too risky everybody says everybody else is already doing it so they all talk themselves out of it so only a few people are actually doing it the, the few people who decide that uh you know just like anything else you know the one guy who who built the business is the one who who ends up uh benefiting off of it you know so um it's actually not as saturated as people think but they all every i hear this all day long if it's such a great idea why isn't everybody yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it yeah. well i mean I'm, I'm i'm here i'm here talking you into it now if you want to do it do it but most of you guys are so skeptical it doesn't happen but see gator was bought from a big company Oh, we bought that from a uh, half billion dollar company, right. if not more than that, because that's those deals are out there every single day. Granted, you have to go through a hundred to two hundred of those deals, but the big boys, 
those deals like them, the ones that that get us off the ground, that's that's. I don't know what I can say on, the, <laughs> but that, that's uh, it's we, jump change to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, but yeah. to you, it a lot, it's a big gap. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. Big move. That, that, we took that one from two point seven million to I think our appraisal is going to come in around seven point three, and right. that was in six months. Right. So the point is, you you look for, for and I'm I'm going to use this. It's an unfair term, but you look for other people's crumbs. Absolutely. That's the sole reason this business of commercial fleet even exists. Mm-hmm. It's because Wells Fargo doesn't care about the stuff that we do, and neither does GE Capital or Bank of America. America, and there's billions of crumbs. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> we're we're so much more alike than either one. Like that's we got to get more talks in because that's literally how I started my company too. I built my company on nights and weekends yeah. when nobody else wanted to answer the phone. Right? They'll they'll call six. Co- I I, heard, I literally heard this for uh, 365 days straight of my first days in business. That's how I built my entire foundation. I called six companies. No one answered the phone. I called you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now I'm still doing business with them today. They've already referred on yeah, hundreds yeah, of people, awesome. you know, so it all came, same, same story there. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. So let's get back down to the real estate thing real quick because um, there is a method to the madness. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I know you're a grinder on, on not just in the AC business and making that to perfection, but in this business too. You talk about hundreds of deals. How do you even know? What you're looking for when you're looking at hundreds of deals? We're we're looking. Well, first off, is occupancy. That that's my first key indicator. You want high or low? I want mid. Because you if mid? you're if you're too low, then that's telling a sign. It's a dog with fleas. If it's too high, you're going to pay up. Well, if it's too high, Dave, Dave calls a rubber band. It's already snapped all the way back, so it's got to go back the other direction. Got it. You know, so hundred percent, it's already topped off. You only got one way to go, and that's down. Ten four. But what does everybody look for? Everybody else is looking for 100% deals. Oh, it's got 100% occupancy and it's off market. I want it. You know, that's what everybody wants. Right, and that's how you get a 5% return. Exactly. But we're getting. Uh, I'm. I my average is 49 to 60 percent return, and Dave's is higher than there because he has higher equity than I do. <laughs> Our partnerships are, are so selfless in there. We put the same amount of money in. Yeah. But the guy who's running the project gets the higher equity percentage, yeah. and there's no there's no battle there because if if you it's giving him a bone. You know, if you're taking away that incentive, then, you know, why are they going to work as hard? Well, yeah. I mean, there's no, I mean, I, I, I do real estate deals with Cardone mm-hmm. and I do nothing for yeah. those. Yeah. Zero. But guess what? He gets the bone. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I get what's left over, but mm-hmm. he gets the bone. By the way, it's exactly how it should go. Oh, absolutely. He finds the deal. He PGs the deal. He puts the deal together, and he just takes my my portion of my investment, and I get my ownership, and I don't do anything for it. And he oh, deserves yeah. the bone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The so guy that, who finds the deal deserves the bigger bone. Mm-hmm. But he, even in this one here, um, yeah, so the way that I – that's how we do it for the other people who come in. But for just our core, since we're the first two – partners of the state storage group, um, I still give them that. This last one I've, I found, um, it's 120,000 square feet. Is this the one in Fort Worth? This is the one in Fort Worth. That's the one you poured the concrete on and mm-hmm. all that? It's 22 acres. But that was already built or mm-hmm. you built that? No, we, we have a kind of a, a rule of thumb to hit 20 million asset holdings before you start building. That way you're, you're cash flowing because you have holding costs while you're sitting on there waiting sure. for it to yeah, actually yeah. start generating revenue. So yeah. that's why we have a good, strong foundation to come up first. That's 
that's funding everything else. You guys have any interest in taking salaries out of that business, or you put it all back in? Uh, I haven't taken a salary in two years. I I, I base well not out I, of, you take money out of AC, right? You pay yourself out of AC Hero, right? Uh, no, no. Kidding. I, I live on maybe thirty grand a year. Nice. And and um, uh, I guess if anybody <laughs> thinks I'm lying, I'll, I'll text them my PLs. <laughs> but. Uh, um, no, so I, I, I don't take a salary. So I don't take a dollar. It's all going back mm-hmm. into everything. Mm-hmm. That's it's awesome. 100%. But then again, you know, I do have the advantage of Tiffany being For extremely sure. successful as well. Totally. So I don't necessarily have to, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, but even still, you know, if I wasn't so big into fitness, I would eat bologna sandwiches all day to save money to go back in on these deals. Yeah, you know? yeah got it. Bologna sandwiches first and those pay for the flight. Because later. you have certainty in those deals. That's why. Oh, it's 100%. There's zero risk. So I talk about it a lot, man. Why Why do so many people have the inability to pull the trigger? And it's because they haven't done the research and the analysis to remove the risk. Mm-hmm. Risk is directly connected to research and analysis. If you've done enough, the risk should go away. If you haven't done enough, the risk stays. Oh, 100%. Anyone listening, if you still feel like a deal is risky, whatever it is, it's 100% indicated that you haven't done enough research and development. You don't know enough about that deal to eliminate the risk. No, all day long. Yeah, yeah. You can stand in front of a Lambo all you want, but <laughs> that, that's not going to get you where you want to go. So listen, big guy, I'm proud of you. And I mean, I don't mean that in any capacity other than I just love being in, in, in around you and Tiffany and Dave and watching you guys make these not small moves, these big moves in a short period of time. It's the takeaway for everybody, even including myself, which is... It doesn't have to be 3% annual raises, Mm -hmm. right? You can make big moves over a short period of time with massive effort, research and development, partnership. That's That's even as an employee. Uh, Totally as an employee. If if you're the guy out there trying to figure out how to make your company more money, you just became way more valuable than any skill you could possibly learn. That that right there, uh, well, first off, if you don't have... uh, a boss who will actually appreciate that find one because they're out there totally they're out there uh i i've got certain positions that i'll do base salaries on the rest is 100 percent performance pay and it's it's that's why i don't have to advertise but dude stay with me for that a sec because i think what you just said to the employee base is if you have that mindset and the company you work for isn't rewarding you for that mindset Leave. Don't come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? Z, we talked about that before, man. I've said if you can't if you're not getting it in the place that you work, leave. Those days are over where the employer controls the employee. Oh, it's yeah. focus, focus, yeah. man. It, it's, uh, it's the exact uh, opposite, really. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. The way things used to work is you stay for a company for thirty years and that's how you make it. Mm. Nowadays provide the most value. You know, and and so if if you're in, you you can be an entrepreneur and still work for somebody else. Totally, it's all just about uh, the way that you're going to present yourself. If you're going to be the guy who I want my vacation time, I want my what, what like when I'm in an interview, somebody fires themselves within five seconds if the first question is uh, what what kind of benefits do you have? Totally, if that's your first question, yep. then I'm already not listening to you. I agree with you, R.J. Grimshaw. My buddy R.J. Grimshaw is writing a book called Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. in which he talks about because he's the CEO of a large bank, right? Right. So he works for somebody else, but he is a complete entrepreneur mindset the way he runs that. Oh bank. yeah, for sure, for sure. So look, I I, I want to finish on this. I knew you and I were going to be friends. When at lunch, you told me the story and just tell it one more time of when you were in the attic and you were doing the job and it was so hot up there. You said to yourself, today might be the day that I die. Mm -hmm. 
and you continued to finish the job. When you told me that story, I didn't doubt it for one second that you literally would have died before you bailed on that job. Just go through it real quick. Oh, no, all day long. So that, that particular day, I was already completely spread thin. All of my installers were tied up for other people. Um, all of my other technicians are on installs. We, we just had to do what we had to do to get this stuff done. When it's 110 degrees outside, if you're not the one <laughs> taking care of it, they're going to call someone else. There is no waiting list. It's, it's You get it done that day or they're going to do someone else. So I was forced to go do this job myself. And I've done jobs myself forever, but I guess I'm starting to get older. But... Um, uh, so I get out to this side here. I mean, I, I'm getting as creative as possible on how to do this. I literally walk down the street until I find a lawn guy. I pay him 50 bucks just to help me get the unit in the attic. Literally, I gave him some cash there. But I get up there, it's, it's 140, 150 degrees at least. And I'm sitting there to where my eyes are starting to just give out and it's just total subconscious. I'm like, dude, this is it. I don't know if I can do this or not. But the thing is, if, if, if I quit right now, you know, what's, what's that going to do for me? What's that going to say for me? It just, it kills your momentum. Um, so I just kept going. And um, I, I, that was one of the two times last summer that I thought I was going to give out in an attic for, for good. But when you mean give out, you're saying you literally might pass out. No one's going to find you. You're going to die on the job. Mm-hmm. And you kept working. Mm-hmm. Dude, when you told me that, I didn't doubt you for a second. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we were going to be buddies. Perfect, perfect. So thanks for coming in, big guy. On the Grit with my friend Jamie Waite. I'm Matt Manero, your host. Till the next time we talk. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. That's great.